You are listening to the Engineering Career Coach Podcast with Anthony Fasano, session number 25. In today's session, I'm going to help a younger engineer deal with some challenges she's experiencing, including not getting the proper design experience she needs, trying to figure out what master's degree to pursue, and also whether or not to leave a company too early. Let's do it. Welcome to the Engineering Career Coach Podcast, where it's all about helping real engineers to overcome real challenges and get real results. And now for your host, who is on a mission to inspire as many engineers as possible, professional engineer and certified career coach, Anthony Fasano. Hello, everyone. This is Anthony Fasano, your engineering career coach, and welcome to session 25 of the Tech Podcast. I'm very excited about the session today. There's a lot of things to be learned from this coaching session with a younger engineer, which we'll get to just in a minute, but really quick before we dive in here, just a couple of quick announcements. First of all, as a thank you to listeners, I always offer up free gift on my website at engineeringcareercoach.com forward slash free gift. You go there, put in your name and email address, and I will send you the three tools that I use to become a partner in an engineering firm at the age of 27. As far as events go, I'm putting on an event in San Diego in late September. It's going to have very successful engineers from all over Southern California. Business development, networking, communication skills, those are just some of the topics that we're going to cover. We're taking a few tours, and we're also going to have some dinner parties. So if you want to come out, meet some very motivated engineers, meet me, talk a little bit about your goals, have fun in the process, please check out iecdfallmeetup.com. There's still time to get in and get your seat. And the last announcement that I want to mention is really a thank you to all of you out there. The response to the show has been amazing. And many of you have helped me through the process of rewriting my book, Engineer Your Own Success. You've given me support. You've sent me some emails of encouragement. And I'm happy to say that my book, Engineer Your Own Success, I have finished the rewrite of it and it's in production right now. So it's only a few months away from being able to get out there. And I really put a lot of new information into this book. And again, it was mostly because of my listeners and my subscribers on my website, I did several surveys and you told me what you wanted to hear. New sections about you know how to deal with your supervisor, productivity, time management. And I got pretty personal with this book. I put screenshots of my calendar in there, some different productivity tricks that I use, my daily schedule by hour. So a lot of interesting stuff in the new edition of Engineer Your Own Success, which will be out in a few months. And I will do for all of you a blog post within the next month or so with a bunch of excerpts from the productivity chapter, because that's the one that a lot of people keep asking me about. So with that, I'm not going to delay anymore. I got a pretty long interview here with Trishalyn, who's the young engineer that I'm helping with in this session from South Africa. And just listen intently, because there's some there's a lot of nooks and crannies in this coaching session. It, it gets a little long, but lack of design experience is a big one. A lot of you probably encounter that, and you can get some tips on that thinking about what master's degree to pursue. And Trishalyn wanted to go in a totally different direction than what I told her. But hopefully, I think you'll realize that there was a reason I was steering her in the direction that I was. And then lastly, the whole idea of, is it too early to leave a company? Is it going to look bad on a resume? And are you going to be perceived as dishonest or not loyal to a company? These are all important aspects of engineering. So please enjoy the session with Trishalyn. And at the end, I will give you a career-changing tip that will dramatically change your career and your life if you can implement it right away. It's go time. 
All right, now it's time for our coaching segment of the show. And today with me is Trishlin from South Africa. She is a civil structural engineer. She graduated in 2010 and now works for a large international company in the mining and industrial field. She's a structural engineer for them. She's 25 years old. And her challenge is she's having difficulty finding work in a first world country as an engineer with this market and this economy. And she's also wondering if you can't find the job that you want or have the experience that you want, what do you do? In other words, if you're a young engineer and you want to get to a certain place in your career, you need a certain level of experience. What if you can't get that right now because of the economy? So those are two excellent questions, challenges, goals that she has, and we're going to try to help her to put together a plan to achieve them. So with that, let me welcome in Trish. Hi, Trish. How are you? Well, thanks and yourself, Anthony. Doing very well. Thank you. It's a pleasure to get to speak with you. Trish and I met on Twitter some time ago when my book, Engineer Your Own Success, came out. And we've chatted a little bit, but it's it's great to actually get to talk to her here over the phone. And Trish, why don't you take a, a few minutes just to introduce yourself to our audience and talk a little bit more about the challenges you're having in your own words. Okay, Anthony. Well, I graduated from the University of Cape Town in 2010 with a bachelor's degree in civil engineering. I've currently been working for about a year and a half, um, as Anthony said, for an international consultancy, mainly in the mining and industrial sector. And right now, with uh, the especially the mining sector doing very poorly in the markets, it's very difficult for a lot of companies or a lot of clients to push forward with their projects. So right now, on the consultancy end, we're struggling with not much projects to work on. And what I've noticed with myself and with a lot of other junior engineers is that we're not getting the correct experience that we need this early in our career to push us to the next level. So I guess that's the first challenge I want to tackle with you, Anthony. First of all, your company's slow, so your job could potentially be in jeopardy at some time in the future. And also... Well, you do want to get a job in a first world country, but also you want to make sure that you're getting the right experience. Experience, yes. Yes. Okay. I think that's more important to me than getting work in the first world country. It's to get the correct experience. Okay. So before we get into these challenges, let's talk about your goals a little bit. Trish, Lynn, tell me about your goals for yourself in the next few years in your engineering career. What is it that you're focusing on? Okay. I have a two-year vision and my two-year vision... Uh, will enable me to get my professional license so it's to be a well-rounded engineer that's to have the correct site experience the correct managerial experience and the correct design experience so far I've had an opportunity to go to Madagascar on an expat assignment and I think it pushed me to the next level I was thrown in the deep end and I think it's the best way to learn Hmm, sure but yeah but now I'm struggling with the design Uh, aspect because there aren't any projects we aren't doing much design work so it's it's quite difficult so I'm putting a lot of my focus into becoming a better design engineer and ultimately I'd like to get myself into a first world country where I can live and work and it's my goals to achieve in the next two years and is part of that is part of those goals a license or certification 
to get your professional license in South Africa, it's a minimum four to five years with extensive training in the field and in the office. And so far, I've only done a year and a half, so I still got a while to go. But yes, my every every day I wake up, everything I have to do has to contribute to getting my license at the end of at the end of it. So. Okay, excellent. Tell me, Trishlin, why you want to go to a first world country to work. It's mainly for personal reasons because I've lived in a third world country my entire life and I think I would have a better life in the first world country and I, I visited and I, I quite like it. I quite like the okay. lifestyle. Yeah, so it's, it's mainly for personal reasons. Okay, so, so you're hoping that the move will improve your, the quality of your life overall? Yes, yes. Okay. All right, great. So first of all, I have to congratulate Trish Lynn because she has a vision and she has goals. And unfortunately, seven or eight out of every 10 engineers that I talk to don't. They haven't thought about it. They haven't mapped anything out. So if we kind of recap Trish Lynn's vision and her goals, overall, she wants to become a very well-rounded engineer, design, field experience, management experience, leadership, which is wonderful. And then if you drill down a little bit further, while, while that's kind of a long-term goal for her, her short-term goal is to a couple things. One, she wants to relocate to a first-world country. And secondly, she wants to get her engineering license in, in South Africa. So she's very focused right now on getting that license and making a move to another country. And both of them, which will contribute to her long-term goal of becoming a well-rounded engineer. So that's the importance of having these goals is very evident. Now everything that her and I talk about on the rest of this call, it'll be easier for us to chart her path because we know where she ultimately wants to end up. So that's why I wanted to really start with those questions. So first of all, let's talk about her challenge of getting the right experience. And unfortunately in this economy, a lot of engineers, a lot of younger engineers, they can't get the jobs that are going to give them the experience to develop and achieve the goals they want to achieve. So for example, Trishlin is in a job right now where she's not getting to do a lot of design experience. However, she needs it. She needs it to get her license, which is going to help her hopefully get to another country or at least help her get on the path of, of her overall long-term goal. So how can she work on this? Trishlin, right now, how out of all of your work, how much design work do you get to do, if any? Oh, I think about 20% out of all the work I do is design okay. work and it's very, it's very small stuff. Okay. Yeah. And you said you have a bachelor's degree in civil engineering, correct? Yes. Have you ever considered the idea of getting a master's degree in structural engineering? I've thought about it. I, I think I would prefer to get a master's in project management or an MBA. Okay to learn more about the business side of engineering. So if I do, which I'm hoping in the, the next five years, do you do a master's? It would be uh, an MBA or a master's in business engineering or project management. Engineering management, okay. Yes. I think that that's a great idea. I think that that's a great strategy. The only thing that I'm going to just kind of caution you on from my experience working with structural engineers and, and most of the people that I coach end up being in the United States okay. in the United States when companies hire structural engineers okay. it's not impossible but it's very difficult for you to get a job without the masters in structural engineering because a lot of these structural engineering companies feel that to be successful in the structural engineering field 
you know, you almost have to have a master's as your base education because it's such a highly technical field. Yes. So I'm not saying you have to do that, but I'm just thinking along the lines of getting a master's degree in structural engineering. As far as your goals go, one, it's going to improve your technical design work because you're going to get a lot of heavy technical design courses in the master's degree. Secondly, it should give you a much better chance at getting a job in the first world country, the United States, wherever it may be, because it's a big, I think it's a big boost in your resume to have that. So again, it's something to consider. I think getting getting an engineering management degree is a great idea. MBA is a great idea. I always recommend that to engineers. However, in your case, I'm focusing specifically on your goals and we're trying to think about how you can get a job in a first world country and also how you can get experience that you're not getting and you're not getting design experience. Yes. So get, getting a master's in structural engineering is kind of a way of getting more design and technical experience yes. regardless of what job you're in. Okay. So that's just one recommendation. So that's one thing we can you can possibly consider and see how that fits with what you want to do. Or the other possibility is not even getting a, a degree in structural engineering but at least taking a couple of courses to practice your design work. And then down the road, you may say, you know what, I need the structural degree or even on your resume. Let's say, for example, you start a a master's in structural engineering. You just take one or two courses, right? On your resume, you can then say that you're pursuing a master's degree in structural engineering, which will make you look a lot more valuable to some of these first world countries' companies. Okay. But then you might get into a company and say, listen, I started my master's degree. It's going okay, but I'm really considering strongly the leadership track and I'm thinking about getting my master's in business or something like that. And then you could rethink about it. But right now, the idea is to get get that job. Yes. I, I thought about that during my master's in structural engineering. The thing is, when I started working, I realized that as much as I do enjoy being an engineer and do enjoy doing the calcs and the the technical stuff I I prefer doing the managerial role and I found that out when I was on site that we did a lot of project management work and I loved it I loved it more than the technical side it it was more challenging for me because the the problems that you face on site and then the design office are two very different aspects and um, I like the pressure of working on site. So I did think about that. I think that when ultimately, when I further my career, I'd like to be in a, uh, hopefully a project manager, managerial role, rather than like the lead structural engineer. Okay. Oh, that's good. That's good information for me. And that's something that all of you out there that are listening to this have to think about this. You know, you have to consider what you really love to do as you chart your career, as you go down your path, because I'm giving Trishalyn some ideas and she's understanding whether or not they're going to help her because she knows what she really loves to do. And, and I guess a large reason that she knows that is because of the trip to Madagascar. Correct, Trishalyn? Yes. Yeah. It really pushed me to the next level. And I think that's a lot of junior engineers out there should get that opportunity to go onto site and work in those conditions because it really, it really, really opens your mind. No, it's great. It's, 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 you're right on. I mean, you get the field experience, right? And then you feel like you know a lot more. Yes. You can, you become a better design engineer because you, you consider, you consider constructability and things that you wouldn't normally consider if you haven't seen it, if you haven't seen it done or you haven't seen the problems encountered on site. So when you start designing, you start thinking about 
what is going to go wrong inside? How can I mitigate that? You become, I think you become a better design engineer. Right. No, I agree with you 100%. And my, myself and my civil engineering career, I started out as a surveyor in the field, surveyed a lot of sites, and that helped me tremendously from the design aspect. Yes. But anyway, I just wanted to mention that for everyone out there is you can't just go one direction. You've got to listen to your internal signals telling you what you really like to do. So, so that being said, Trishlin, one of the things, have you thought about the possibility of possibly pursuing your engineering career more in the construction management, project management type discipline rather than the structural engineering field when you look at different companies? I haven't considered it mainly because I'm still quite young and when they when companies look for project managers and construction managers they're looking for 10 years experience so it's it's what i generally found that i'll still be a rookie for quite some time until i can pursue those roles yeah that's true but i mean there are some very large construction management companies out there that are in you know first world countries all over the world that take on engineers at all age levels. I mean, they need younger yes. engineers. They you know they need leaders. And the only reason I bring that up to you is because again, I'm thinking about trying to help you achieve your goals as soon as you can with respect to getting a work in a first world country yes. and also helping you to be able to do what you really enjoy doing. And I see working for a structural engineering firm. In, the, in a first world country, a big challenge without the master's degree right. because right now, when you think about it, there's there's a lot of competition. Obviously, that's one of the challenges you, that you've told me about yes. You know, with the market and the economy. It's difficult to get a job. So that being said, when a structural engineering company gets a bunch of structural engineering resumes, right? Yes. They're going to weed them out. Yes. So what's going to happen is a lot of these a lot of these people are going to have their master's degree and if you're not then they're not they're probably not going to consider you over them. Yes, I agree. So that's one big challenge that you're going to face. Now, if I were in your shoes and you really like the construction management side of things, you can certainly apply to a v- some very large Contracted. engineering. Co- yeah, can, you know, like the like whether it's the Turners, the Skanskas, big big construction management companies like that that take on younger engineers. They they wouldn't necessarily be interested in you having to have a master's degree in structural engineering. However, you could still potentially use your structural engineering experience and, and do a lot of design and design review yes. that would give you the experience you need to get your license. It would help you to do what you're doing, love what, I mean, do what you love to do and also get you to another country. So just another avenue for you to consider. Yes, I know. Thank you for that. I think um, I haven't considered it before because I, I had my mind set on an EPCM company where you get the full package of engineering and procurement and management. And right. those are, those, the EPCM companies aren't doing the best right now unless you're in the commercial sector i think they're doing a little bit better right so that's something to think about and again just because in an effort to try to achieve those goals and and i guess along the lines of not getting the experience as far as the technical design work goes i mean obviously you're doing as much technical work as you can, which is only about 20% of your time. It's a tricky, it's a tricky situation because basically what you want to try to do is you want to try to get any exposure to design work that you can. So obviously we talked a little bit about the master's degree option. Another option might be if there are organizations around you, um, volunteer organizations. For example, I know a lot of engineers that I talk to get involved with engineers without borders. Yes. 
which is a great organization that does, you know, they do work for third world countries. And yeah, no, yeah. You know, are you aware of them? Yes, yes. I, I uh, was with Engineers Without Borders for about three years. Okay, so you've yes. done some so you've done some stuff with them. Yes. So one of the things you might think about doing is getting back involved with them and try to do design work on one of their projects, whatever they're working on, water treatment plants or whatever the case may be. And then on your resume, you can whether or not the country is going to accept that for towards your license, I don't know. But the point being is that you can always put that on your resume, yes. and, a, and a company will see that, and a company will take that into account. Because a lot of engineers that I talk to that do engineers without borders, when they have an interview with a company, they talk about that like the whole time. Oh, okay, it's what I do as well. When I go for interviews, I talk about the organizations that are so. I do get that. What I try to do in my spare time is I just work a little bit later, like two hours later, and I play around with some of the structural analysis programs to kind of get me to understand. And that's great. And that's something you could put on your resume, Trishlin, that you know those programs, which will be helpful. Yes. So I'm trying my best to work, to work towards my goal. No, no, you're doing a great job. And this is one of the things you have to think about. And everyone out there, you have to think about this too, is that when you have a goal and like, for example, your goal is to get this job in a first world country, to get your license, to become an engineer and a leader, is you have to think about how you position yourself to do that. You have to think about, you have to think of yourself as almost like your own company all the time. Like, what are all the benefits that I can provide to people? And doing some of the things that we talked about is going to help you. Because in other words, if you go to a company, let's just say you go to a company and they're looking at 10, 20 engineers, you have to think to yourself, how can I differentiate myself from these other engineers? So a couple things. First of all, your trip to Madagascar, your experience there is definitely going to be a big differentiator for you. Yes. You can put that on your resume. That's great. The structural engineering programs will be helpful. But you want to get other things to help really differentiate you. So a couple things like we talked about, just to reiterate for those of you out there, the master's degree in structural could be very helpful for you at this stage of your yes. career. Unless you end up going into the construction management field, then maybe the engineering management or project management or MBA could be helpful to differentiate you. Engineers Without Borders, being an active member now in Engineers Without Borders can help you tremendously because... It's going to give you design experience, hands-on design experience that you're not getting 80% of the time. Yes. And also, it's going to give you another differentiator when you go into an interview, when you apply in a resume, you can say, not only am I doing the work in the mining and the, and the industrial industry, but I'm also designing the structural components of a water treatment plant through engineering without borders. So now what that does for you is... Because what happens if you go to work for, if you find a good structural engineering company, let's say in New York City, that wants to hire you, and then they say something like, well, you know, she's structural, but she's been really in the industrial field, or more like in the water, wastewater field. Yes. So now, and we have these other engineers, we have their resumes, and they didn't really have the field experience that Trishlin has, but they're in the water field. So now they can say, oh, you know what, but Trishlin also has done work in water resources through her engineers without borders. So she's got just as much experience as them. Yeah, I see what you're saying. So you have to think about that. You have to think about how they're going to look at you, how they're going to compare you to other people, and really ultimately what's going to make you stand out and differentiate you from the others. And I think that you're on the right track and you're doing a lot of the right things. And I think if you add a couple other components to it, 
I think it might be helpful for you. Like you're saying, I spend two hours a day extra trying to get the structural programs down, which is great. But maybe like one of those hours a day is dedicated to doing the Engineers Without Borders and working on some other type of design work or taking a couple courses in either engineering management or in either structural engineering. Structural and the technical. The technical track. Okay. Well, that's really good at this. Because the other question is, let's say someone comes to you and says, listen, Trishlin, I noticed from your resume that in your job, you haven't had a lot of technical experience. You had some field experience, which is great, but you haven't had a lot of technical experience. So how has that affected your career? Then you can come back and say, well, I haven't had a lot of technical experience in my day job. But in addition to that, I've taken several very heavy technical structural engineering master courses. And I've also been very involved in Engineers Without Borders, where I'm personally doing a structural design for a water treatment plant. Yes. You see what I mean? Yeah, I see it. Thank you for that. I think uh, All right. I should explore my the courses that are offered and I think just get more knowledge, technical knowledge. Yeah, and if you think about it, listen, the good thing about your situation is you have very clearly defined goals. So when you have very clearly defined goals, all of the stuff that you and I are talking about, it, it becomes a little bit easier when you talk with someone else like myself, like we're talking back and forth because we know where you want to go. Yes. So the encouraging part about this is that you have a very clear vision. Now it's just a matter of, it's kind of like a big engineering problem that you have to solve. How do I get there? Yes. When you plug in different equations, you try different things. And I think that some of these things we talked about hopefully will help you to get on the right track. Do you have any other questions, thoughts, comments? Yes, I do. I do have a question for you. Sure. Still on the subject of the work being very low, because I've been working for the company that I'm with for, for a year and a half, and I'm not getting the project experience that I would like. What are you? What is your take on that? Should I should I look for a job that I would get maybe in the commercial sector, or? I mean, I feel that I shouldn't. I feel that I should write it out. But, you know, mainly because I don't, it wouldn't reflect very well on my, my resume. It wouldn't really reflect well on my loyalty towards the company in, in bad times. I'm struggling with, with that, with that concept of what I should do when, when times are tough in your company and you're a junior engineer and you're not on the correct learning curve that you should be on. And, you want to leave because there are better opportunities out there. What do you do? That's a great question. So for those of you out there listening, do you, do you take a job that might be better fit for you, better fit for your goals? Or do you try to ride it out with a company to get some more experience to remain loyal? I think the answer to the question, from my, from my standpoint, I always say that, listen, you have a goal in your career your, or goals or a vision. You have to do whatever you have to do to put yourself in the best position to succeed and achieve that goal. So in this situation, though, that doesn't necessarily mean that you should get a better job. The, what, a couple of things to think about. First of all, you said you were with this company how long? A year and a half? Yes. Okay. The one thing you want to avoid on your resume is jumping around to different companies yeah, exactly. for short periods of time, right? Which, <laughs> yes. is, which is a big one. However, on the other end of it, if you were to find a job at a company in South Africa that provided you the ability to do design work and it was a good company, then I think there's nothing wrong with taking that job because when you go to an interview, if someone says to you, well, Trisha, we noticed that you were with your first company for a year and a half and then you left, they would say, what was the reason for that? And you can say, well, my goal is to become leader as a structural engineer. And I didn't feel I was getting, I was only doing about 20% of my work was design work. And, I, and because I want to get my license, 
that really wasn't helping me along that track. So I, I felt that it was a better career decision for me to be able to reach my goal of getting licensed and becoming a leader in the in the industry. So in your case, you have a you would have a very good excuse on your resume because it's not you're not getting the design experience you want. So I guess my answer to you is that if you can find a job in South Africa that's going to give you more design experience and help you put you in a better position to achieve your goals, I would definitely consider taking it. Okay. All right. Even though it might burn bridges at your previous company, which you don't want to do? The bottom line is that if you leave the company, you you would say something to them like, listen, I love working here. I had a great experience here. Unfortunately, I want to get my engineering license and I'm just not getting enough design work here. I mean, one of the things you could do if it makes you feel better is you could have a talk with them now and say, listen, I'm only getting about 20% design experience. I know that we're slow, but if anything becomes available, I'd be very interested in doing it because I really want to work towards my license. Yes. So then if you do find a better opportunity, you can go to them and at least say, listen, I mentioned to you in the past that I really want to get my license and if you had any more design work, I would do it. And I understand that times are rough right now. We don't have a lot of work. I happen to get another opportunity that's going to give me 80 to 100% design work in my career right now. And really from a younger engineer and where I'm at, I really need that. So I love this company. I would even entertain the possibility of coming and working with you in the future again. But for me right now in my career, I need to make this move. Okay. If it's a good company, they're going to understand it. They're going to wish you well. And, um, you know, I mean, I left the company like that myself and we left on very good terms and I ended up going back there and working for them again. Okay. So just because you're leaving a company doesn't mean that, that the bridges are going to be burned. It's all, it all depends on how you do it. Yes. I agree with that. Okay. All right. So having a conversation with them right now might be helpful for that. I think um, I've spoken to my boss about it. And so you've already mentioned it. No, yes, I've I've mentioned that I haven't been getting design experience. I think I've been complaining for quite some time now. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> then they're aware of it. So yes. if something were to come up for you, were an opportunity where you were getting it, they should be understanding of that. Yes. And if they're not, Trishlin, then then that starts a whole other question as to you know it may not be the best place to work. Yeah, that's true. Anything else before we let you go here? Oh, I think that's it. I think that's that. You've given me some really good tips on how I can stand out when I start applying for work opportunities in the first world country. I'm just quite scared about the the masters level studying again. So I think that's why I haven't really put it in my mind so much. But I think that it helps that you've said that to me. Why are you scared about it? Oh, it's taking a whole two years off of work to go back to studying. Oh, you have to do it full-time there? Uh, you can do it part-time, but I think if I want to start studying again, I, I don't think I'd... I think it would be too much work if I do it part-time, and it'll take ages, take years, four years, I think, to get master's. Yeah, but, but what I would consider doing if I were you is I would consider doing it part-time, and I would just take one class right now, and I would just start, because... You're not sure what you want to do yet. You're you're interested in project management quite a bit. Yeah. So if you leave your engineering career right now and go back to school full time, I think it's going to hurt you because it's going to prolong everything that you want to do. Yes. And it's going to it's going to take away from your experience. If I were you, I would just take course. a course or two so that you can put it on your resume that you're working towards a master's in structural engineering. Okay. 
and it will give you some technical experience. But I don't know that getting the degree, you'll have to get the degree all the way or not. It's a potentially depends on what you do with the company and where you go with the next company. But definitely, if I were in your shoes, I wouldn't go back full time. I would just, just start simple. Just start, start by one class. Okay. That's it. Okay, I'll do that. Okay. All right. That's great advice. Okay. Thank you, Anthony. All right. So for everyone here, we're just we're just finishing up here with Trishlin, and and the, I think the key thing we can all take out of today is when you have clear goals, which thankfully Trishlin has, you have to figure out how you can achieve them, how you can put yourself in the best position to achieve them. And oftentimes that means you're going to have to differentiate yourself from other people in the industry and make yourself stand out to a certain company. And that's what you have to remember. And if you listen to this episode, you will understand ways you can do that because we went over a lot of ways and you can get the show notes for the episode, which will describe everything in detail written out on the website, engineeringcareercoach.com and click on the podcast tab. Thanks thanks a lot, Trishlin. It was great to have you on the show. Thank you very much, Anthony, for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. And thank you for the great advice. All right, before I get into the career-changing tip for today, I just want to give you a preview of the next show. In the next show, I'm going to share a five-step process that I used to overcome addiction to email. Probably one of the most important podcast sessions I'll ever do because it was a huge thing for me, and I'm sure many of you have the same challenge of being addicted to email, and I want to help you overcome it. And I'm going to do that in the next show. So with that, it's time for our career-changing tip. Career-changing tip. All right, it's time for the career-changing tip, and this is the part of the show where I try to give out one tip that if you implement it, you will see dramatic changes in your career and life. And today's tip is simple. Tomorrow morning when you wake up, I want you to say to yourself, what is one thing that I can do today to move me closer to my goals? And I want you to write down what that one thing is, and I want you to do everything and anything that you have to do to get it done tomorrow. And I want you to repeat this process every day because this is going to do two things for you. One, it's going to ensure, of course, that you're moving closer to your goals by promoting action every day. But more importantly is, what is this going to do for you big picture? It's going to make sure that you have goals You can't answer that question unless you know what your goals are. And if there's one thing that you took out of this whole podcast today, all the little things we talked about with the master's degree and design experience, it should really be that Trishlin had such clear goals that she's able to make decisions easier. She's able to be smarter about it because she had, she said right off the bat, I have a two-year vision. How many people do you know say that to you? Not many. I can tell you that right now. And this is coming from someone that works with engineers all the time. So please, every single day, move closer to your goals. And in order to do that, set extremely clear goals. So thanks so much for hanging out with us today. I do want to mention one other thing I forgot to mention at the beginning of the show when I talked about the meetup event that I'm throwing in San Diego in September for engineers. If the only thing holding you back from coming to San Diego is money, uh, please don't let that be a factor. Please send me an email at afasano at powerfulpurpose.com and we can work out some kind of long-term financing plan to get you to the event. That's the last thing I want to happen. The point of this event, the point in putting the effort in to bring all these engineering speakers together is that there's engineers in the seats there that are going to transform themselves. And I don't want a couple hundred dollars preventing you from getting there. So please feel free to reach out to me. We'll work with you. We'll get you there. Let's have some fun and let's help you to succeed in your career. Until then, I'm going to see you on the next session of the Engineering Career Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Engineering Career Coach Podcast with Anthony Fasano. 
transforming engineering career development, one engineer at a time. For tons of free engineering career resources, visit www.engineeringcareercoach.com.